So what happens? Right, it says it's broadcasting. So if I go across now, I can hear the echo. Can you hear the echo? Hang on a minute. I'm going to turn mine down as well. I'm going to look very professional. Can you hear me now? Is there an echo now? Hold on a second. I don't know where this is coming off. Oh, hang on a minute. I've got to change that on the mic. Stand by. Yeah, I'm just trying to. Do that well. There will be a now. Right, speaker. Mm, right, speaker. I'm just going to change that to headphones. Right. This is brilliant. Okay. <coughs> Echo should have gone. Right, this is us setting up now, isn't it? We look awesome. <coughs> say something. Hello. One, two, three. One, two, yeah, you're three. Good. Hello. You're good. Okay. Let me just. Uh, what I do should be coming up. I'm just checking that we're going live. Sure. Got one thumb. So literally, I'm watching the own live stream. Isn't that weird? I'm watching our live stream, even though I'm on it. I don't know how these things work now. <laughs> it's too, it's too much. just gone into a, yeah. Yeah, I can see <laughs> this. Okay, we're going out. Hey, fam. Right, okay, cool. So people people can drop things in the chat here, Harry, and uh, we can see what people are saying. <clears throat> Let me just shut that. Cool. There we go. So I'm getting an echo from my own channel. Right, then. Well, welcome to Fast It Performance. I don't know whether you know much about it at all, but I can explain to you. Um, uh, the reason I dragged you on here, Harry, is because you are a, a police officer. Well, you were a police officer, obviously, Devon and Cornwall Police, but you were armed response as well. And you have about 40,000 Twitter followers, and you sometimes cause Twitter storms, which is quite amusing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not amused, you know? You're not amused. Yeah, I know, I know. And I did listen uh, on, on Chris Angelfield's um, podcast that you did recently, I think today, in fact. And um, yeah. I, I, I remember I was nodding away to a lot of what you were saying. And I think we're very much aligned on what's going on in the world at the moment. And, uh, and I thought I'd drag you on here and talk about it because I think it's a great subject matter. Good. So, how yes. are you? We're, we're actually able to talk about it a little bit more nowadays as well. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> we'll, we'll, someone, someone will find something. Something you did say actually to Chris was quite interesting. You said, you can say anything like, the weather's great today, and someone on Twitter will attack you for it. Well, some, it's not nice for some yeah. people. You know what I mean? It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They will find there'll be somebody. I mean, if you've got if you've got thirty thousand either neutral or positive um, people who have seen a little video, uh, two people complained, and so I had to tell my my force once is let me deal with the two. You know, let's be happy about the the thirty eight. You know, the twenty eight thousand nine hundred ninety eight. Yeah. <laughs> because I started doing it back in twenty eleven. Um, I, I wasn't massively into Twitter because it's quite a good way of exposing yourself to the world, isn't it? And the world's anonymous on Twitter, yeah. isn't it? A bit like YouTube. But I think luckily on YouTube yeah. here, the the group, and you can see some now in the uh, in the list here. There's some names I recognise. Hey Paul, how you doing? Um, they're a good bunch. Uh, it just seems somehow on, on YouTube, I've got a good bunch of uh, of followers, which is oh. it's great. It's a very pleasant place to be. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad I sort of introduced to you by Mr. Green. What's his name? Oh, that's terrible. Honestly, I'm terrible Andrew, for names. Andrew um, Ward, was it? Yes. Yeah. Andrew Ward. Yeah, what a top guy. So, so I watched some of your stuff. And yeah, again, I love that. Just forthright, no nonsense. And this is why I do get myself into a little bit of trouble now and then. But and then I saw you fly that um, aircraft around the desert in that game thing. You hadn't flown one before like it, did no. you? And you were commenting on it. And it just shows, because I'm c comparing it, knowing how not a chance in hell <clears throat> that I could have um, done your job. Because you are doing several thousand things at once, checking your fuel, doing this, finding your, you, you know... <clears throat> finding your tactic you're going to use, looking out for the person and not getting shot and doing brilliantly with 
a lot of the time, if I was driving a car at 140 mile an hour, it is a lot less to deal with. I'm not having to worry about my fuel every five minutes or someone shooting me. I can worry about that later. So it, it is. It was quite impressive to watch. And I watched the whole thing. Seriously. I don't know about you, but when I make those films, I, I watch them back a lot before I um before I put them out. Because, of course, I'm very worried about being picked up for some inaccuracy. And we shouldn't be worried about yeah. these things because it's, yeah. it's about authenticity, yeah. isn't it? And uh, you know, in your job, you didn't get a second chance. If you were to put a bullet in someone, you know, that's you in court, isn't it? For for a very length of time, yeah. the rest of your life. Because you're, some people don't realize this, but um, my, my father was arm response, of course, for many years. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll, I was we'll talk about that. Um, now, he, yeah. uh, he had some situations like you where, you know, the finger was squeezing the trigger and he came home that night and unfortunately drank himself to death over many years, which is going to be very, mm, very common yeah. for many officers, I think, in the future. Um, but he was uh, he was saying, "Look, I'm just a civilian that holds a warrant badge, uh, and, and if yeah. I do engage in in violence with with someone, I go to court like everyone else. I mean, it's no difference." Could you kind of elaborate yeah. a bit on that for the audience? Because I don't know whether they know. Yeah, basically, um, there's a, there's a saying that, uh, is that I'd rather be judged by twelve than carried by six. Yeah. And in the armed response unit, it's very much sort of I go on statistics. Basically, is not many coppers have had to do life and i've got enough faith in the judicial system to know that if i haven't done something negligent or dishonest then i'm probably not going to go to prison what i will have is probably six or seven years of utter yeah. hell having my name dragged through the system not being able to give any defense to me whatsoever and saying and 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 the the officers I speak who have been in these positions say it's that drip feed, constant drip feed. And people um, suffer from PTSD not from the incident, but from yeah. the events afterwards. And even though it's unlikely they know they'll go to jail, they could still go to jail. You know, uh, and a copper in jail is probably not. No, a good I would have thought that would be. It's immensely stressful, but I, I go on the statistics. What's a chance? Pretty low. So I'm just going to do what's right. And I have to satisfy the guy standing in my two boots um, and ask me. And that's got me through, luckily. I was surprised you stayed firearms for so long because my father, he, uh, let me, I can't, I don't know the years, Harry, but I remember when um, Hampshire Stabbery yeah. started taking on firearms. I believe he had an MP5 because he used to bring them yeah. back in the back of the cars. Maybe they were Granada. Yeah. So what was your, yeah. what, were you, what were you carrying then? In Devon Cornwall, uh, MP, MP5s. Yep. We had mini Rugers, which yeah. had a wooden stop, yeah. but they were great for a long distance. They're a very small round, but MP5s were good, but they're not brilliant over a long distance. Incredibly accurate. It was a point and squeeze yeah. thing. And um, and then we had to do, we were collecting quite a few weapons, and they decided we needed to have a compromise between MP5, mini Ruger. So we had the G36. Heck, we've got G36. Um, and that was a good compromise for distance containment. Um, and then we used the, the obviously the Glock and yeah. we had the AP baton rounds and taser and things. And then we have shotguns, but that's animal destruction. Um, and then we got the, the rifle officers who got the bigger stuff right. right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's what we had. We had no mess, missiles, unfortunately, to our, to our stock, but probably just as well. <laughs> the MP5, it's, it's, sorry, go on. Yeah, the MP5 was still using to the end because I did the VIP protection. Oh, right. We usually have um, one of those hanging around somewhere, especially if it's in very public area. And, um, you know, it's, it's things like, you know, if 
it's always better to be prepared sort of thing. But otherwise, um, yeah, love the weapon, but wasn't quite punchy enough, I think. But then again, you can't have a high velocity round necessarily. It was a 5.56 five, in the G36, wasn't it? That's right. Five, five, so you're going to get a high velocity round. And, uh, but if you're shooting people in a supermarket, which is called the most uh, in a crowded exactly. environment, then a 9mm round will, start, will kind of stay in the body, won't it, as opposed to a 5.56 five, that may go through. Yeah, well, consider as well our rounds were uh, against the Geneva Convention because they're like the dumbbell yeah, bullets, so yeah. they fragment yeah. because it's it's quite embarrassing and lots of paperwork if we it ends up going through the baddie yeah. and then entering someone completely innocent. So it needed to stop, and and the the fatalities that my force were involved in over the time that I was in there it was really like seven or eight in the end, um, and the. I, I remember one officer saying he was fighting, absolutely fighting this guy to get him cuffed after he'd been shot. Really? Um, and uh, they had, the surgeon was um, given commendation, not commendation, he was commended by the judge because the the um, the coroner, because he, he obviously died later, unfortunately, but the, the coroner's officers said the pathologists, because it'd be forensic post-mortem, said the skills involved in actually nipping off all the bleeds within the body was incredible and of course he was from iraq you know that's oh, was he, yeah, he spent time out in the theater yeah yeah well that's so yeah and that was that's yeah. why they sent him out there wasn't it really that's because you get the um yeah and, it, and it's and it's where with the arvs i mean we were cannulating at one point on the armed response unit because because we're dual rolled so we'd be attending fatal and serious road traffic collisions. right and we had the vehicles in devon and Corn, we had less um sort of gun crime, but we had plenty of knife crime, plenty of drugs down there. And so we were dual rolled with traffic because we were, it was the obvious choice. We had the big cars to get from lots, get through lots of green bits to get to the gray bits in, you know, to the cities and things. Um, and so then I was a sort of senior investigating officer of fatal road traffic collisions along with my other okay. stuff. And, and that got me the interest really with, and you, you know, and I, and, I was getting a little nervous at the end, thinking, I wonder if our cheeky little one will bite me one day. And uh, I managed to avoid, I managed to avoid getting dragged down by it. But yeah, I must have seen a lot of dead people. But to me afterwards, it tends to be that, you know, I'm not, I'm not religious at all, but the soul had gone. And that was my coping mechanism then. Yeah, my, my father used alcohol instead, um, but he was, he was a Royal Marine. I mean, this is very common. He was a Royal Marine first. Uh, he'd always be in the police clubs up top, you know. Do you mind me asking, was your dad quite a, uh, I'm quite a chatter, as you can see already, but did, and I don't necessarily talk about the job, but I'm, I am finding, even though I did arm response and I did all the fatalities, I, I can, I can shed a tear at a stupid advert, you know, and you think, well, how can someone be like that? But I release that emotion, not blubs, I'm not talking blubs or anything, but I'm, um, I was, I'm not sort of hardened to it that it doesn't affect me, this, that, and the other, which I have suspect myself could be the cheeky one that says, right, you've had your wine glasses full now, it's now pouring. Yeah. You know, yeah, what, I, what sort of character was he? Uh, he was a know? quiet man. He was very um, respected in the police force. Yeah. In fact, when we buried him, I was in, a, I was in Afghanistan in 2011 and uh, I got a call. I got crash moved out of Afghan, which means um, it doesn't happen to many people, the uh, Joint Compassionate Cell. Uh, literally yeah. i just I, I lucky i got a i got an email from my wife and she said they're, they're coming for you is what she said i'm like what does that mean i didn't even realize he was ill you see he'd been on and off ill but then yeah. literally all these massive wagons rolled up outside i was in an hq building and very yeah. young men 
um, and women in body armor. And they came into the office and took my weapons off me because we were armed the whole time because people get getting killed. I had a yeah. six-hour P226 on me. They took that off yeah. me, the S80 off me as well because you can't travel weapons when you're going home. And I was yeah. literally in fatigues, crash moves, 16 hours. I was by his bedside. Managed to get to talk to him. Uh, about three days, he went unconscious and then died a couple of days later. Oh, so by the time I got back, mm. buried it, went back out, was about eight days. Um, mm. I think it was about eight or nine days. He was um, His funeral was packed out with police officers all over the country because he was an accident investigator as well, traffic officer, 37 years, um, very well-respected. Wow, He's an A1-class traffic driver, so you know, yeah. um, taught other drivers, which is quite strange, really, because then, of course, I went and taught other fighter pilots and I, I kind of followed yeah yeah you've obviously got that no he'd sit there in his office doing the plans that you don't do anymore yeah. they're all done on computer aren't they now but back in the day they were hand yeah yeah I, I, I my they were my next office and i'd meet them on many at three o'clock in the morning on yeah. a, run, a, a rainy day um fascinated in that subject the, the work they do is phenomenal um but yeah so you remember so it was the hands drawn stuff well, it was um, the head of the motorcyclist, and it would be the, you yeah. know, I remember one motorcyclist went through a glass yes. window, and he'd draw a leg. And he, he, I was interested. He took me up and said, oh, this is this is what's difficult with bikes, Tim. This is why you shouldn't ride a motorcycle. Oh. <laughs> and he, he'd point to heads and legs and bits. Where, yeah. You know, it's, but yeah, there's they, dark humour, yeah. isn't it? You guys, you guys use a very dark humour um, to get you by. Very yeah, military. Military, military are the same, aren't yeah. they? We are similar breed. Yeah. We are. I think we're similar breed. We we tend to get on eat with each other in a pub somewhere. Um, and I, I think, it, I, I don't know, it's that, that you don't mind, I said earlier today, you don't mind getting a bit wet and cold sometimes mm. if it's for the right reasons. And and the thing I loved about it, and the, what I'm sure your dad, I'm not, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm sure the reason he did it was the person's dead. So why are you doing it? It's for closure for the family. Mm. It's to give an answer for the family. And... There are times when he would have come up with stuff that would have produced road improvements that then um, stopped other people having the same same issue. The accident investigators, now collision investigators, of course, they were one with a six-year-old um, with one of mine where I, I turned up and I've got another armed response officer is doing CPR on a six-year-old child. And the parents are holding hands, looking down at this child, holding the hands of their 11-year-old son. and what had happened the car had the car had had a collision outside but that had stunned the innocent driver so to speak and so he put his foot on the accelerator and slammed it through this perfectly innocent hedge through to a car park where the six-year-old oh, was geez. and you and it was through the collision investigators it was decided actually we'll stick a middle lane on that port part because basically the car coming along overtaking think the car had been stationary on the side when actually he was waiting to turn right. But because there was another car parked behind it, waiting to go straight forward, it hit the indicator. Yeah. So they he just went past the offside. So a central lane to turn right solved that. So the, you, these are the things then that hopefully saved anything that might happen again, maybe shutting the door after the horse had bolted. But, you know, the, it's really important work. It's not just, you know, I was on Jeremy Vine some time ago and, over this because of something that um uh jeremy clarkson had said about yeah we know it's an accident just clear the bloody thing you know but when you see the collision event the accident investigators have to be it has to be the same person who starts at the beginning of the whole scene and on their hands and knees looking at every little thing do they find the light bulb is that light bulb from the car yeah. 
is the filament straight across? Is it bowed? Is it oxidized? Is it, you know, and getting that end and then linking it all the way up. It's a fascinating subject, what what he was involved with. I did an accident investigation into the Red Arrows back in 2011. It's a fatality, unfortunately. And again, it's looking at that in detail. And some people don't realize, it took us about nine months, to be honest. Um, The report that comes out is so comprehensive. And of course, we say that our, our SOP, our standard mm. operating procedures, are written in blood of men that have died before us, which is which is true. Yeah. And when someone yeah. dies, you you do an investigation, and whatever you learn from that, you put into your own SOPs because it keeps the rest of us safer, and you keep building that up, yeah. which is um, exactly what you're talking about, isn't it? Um. So going back to your Twitter, and obviously you started doing Twitter, yeah, because obviously you had a mad moment, and you thought that would be a good idea. And I do remember you saying, <laughs> it's a nightmare. I remember you saying, I remember you saying. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember you saying you had a, 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 a boss who was very good to you. And if you'd done it in, say, the Met or something, then that wouldn't yeah. have worked out. I think most other forces. Yeah. I think I, I, then, I then said, if basically, if you want a police account, once they get to 2,000, cut them, delete them because you will get complaints just because of the numbers involved and some people think well police officers shouldn't be on twitter anyway so i'm going to complain but that complaint even though it can be dealt with quite stealthily takes an awful lot of time even just to pick up to fill out the forms to pick up the phone to speak to the complainant to track me down get my side of the thing look at the thing go back to the complainant fill in the forms see if it relates to something more serious than just a local resolution sort of thing it all takes time and we need to find a quicker system for that. But yeah, I mean, my 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 chief constable said to me once, he says, he said, uh, Sergeant Harry Tang, we, we need 10 more people like you in the police service. And I said, sir, even though even I think I could only cope with one. Because <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's probably true. My sister, still, she's um, a detective constable down in Hampshire. And she there's a new rule that's coming in, in fact, which says that she actually has my father's. My father had three numbers in his in his. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, and she managed to get those. It's now a five figure number apparently, and she managed to get the last. That's she nice. got the last three in her number. And apparently, that's lovely. Well, now apparently, you're allowed to take old numbers that have been used. Uh, and so she's applied to wear his number on it, which would be a bit. Yeah, lovely. You know, she's more- it's, it's quite. Do you know what? It's it's just quite nice. I say I said before, I'm not religious or anything like that, but it's just nice to know. Uh, and my dad was born in 1909. He was a Spitfire right. pilot. He was there reconnaissance. And um, I remember him extremely well because it was more like a that granddad relationship as opposed to dad. He wasn't like, come on, son, let's go down football, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he had no, you know, I could give him a big hug and a cuddle and things. And, um, and uh, yeah, I... I got, you know, stupid. I've forgotten what I was saying. So, what you were saying, I diverted. That's right. so that number on the shoulder and about keeping things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's stuff. right. Yeah. And I, I just think about it's just nice. I, the grieving disappears. I was 18, and that disappears. And then you start remembering the good times and what. I think of them very regularly. But to have the collar number on your shoulder is just lovely. To just know that, you know, in your own bad moments, it's collar numbers. It's almost like they're there, yeah. you know, even that just thought. So, you know, I think I think that's quite nice, really. And you do see that. You see, see a bit, a bit of compassion from the people who dish out numbers now and then. You know, I don't know who gets. Well, they don't get a one double o seven. Yeah, she needs something like that. <laughs> I remember when she finished her basic training, and she would. Um, my dad was very fond of her. Obviously, they're both in the same library, of mm. course, for a few years. 
um, I used to go crewing my dad in the cars when I was a teenager. He put like a reflective jacket on me, you know, and we, we used to go and drive up the M7 yeah. all the time. But she uh, came out of police training. And of course, the first thing, she's only a small woman. She used to, she's going to hate me for saying this. She used to bring her asp out and everything. Everything that was going to ask yeah. come out. And I said, if you keep <laughs> doing that, my dad said the same thing. If you keep doing that, someone's going to punch you in the face. And eventually, one day, she got punched in the face. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no it out, yeah. I got you less offensively, less offensive, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> so she's quite, but she's, she's, she loves the force. Um, and I sometimes don't know yeah. why, to be honest with you, because I know a lot of people find it very difficult. Um, do you want to tell us about why, did you come up to a natural retirement point then? Yeah, I took um, 30 years and people said, are you going to get rid of your your farms TA stuff because there's tactics advisors for farm or the operational farms commander they're the ones who end up okay. in court um the, the frontline officers rarely do and if they do it's it's it they tend to attack the well why were we in this position yeah. as opposed to because the person who shot the bullet usually there's no dispute it's well how did that yeah. situation arise that's how they can put it and people say you're going to leave it i said no i'm going to carry on the same way i i was going because i was going to tempt fate if I stopped doing it because I could go to um, a 999 shout and or a pursuit and I had a fair few pursuits in my last few months. And one of those, I'm relying on the guy in front to keep me out of the court. That's a ridiculous thing in law at the moment. And they're trying to change it. But basically, if he totals it and kills somebody, uh, I end up yeah. in court for yeah. that. So I think, well, I'm just going to carry on the same way as I, I was. Got to 30 years. And it, I'll be honest with you as well. I'm one of the last ones to get away with a re reasonable yeah, pension. Um, yeah. So I was paying sort of 14% of my wage into my pension every yeah. month. I was getting a reason why no, people have to work a lot longer for and contribute much more for much less yeah, now. Right. Um, so I'm going to grab it and run before they change their mind. Because we, we all realise they'll just change the law. So they can they take my commutation yeah. or tax my commutation and things like that. So, and I thought, do you know what? The reason I realised why I did Twitter as well, even though I sort of fell into it by accident because I was doing um, road safety stuff, which is learn to live, where you, I did this. There's a black and white video on YouTube. I think if you um, search Harry, sorry, if search Harry, learn to live, learn to number two, okay. live one word. Um, and it's basically, it's it's an account that you give at a conference, but in case I wasn't able to make it um, to young people driving, uh, they they videoed it and they grabbed me off the street, videoed it. And there's a moment in it where I have a little choky moment because the woman, the mother of the deceased person I was talking about walks in to do her video. And I look at her stupidly. Yeah. I look at her as I mentioned her daughter. And I had a look, uh, you know, and that video, I think it was probably about 84,000 hits on YouTube now. And my force then said, do you fancy starting Twitter? So that's really how I got they into Twitter. That. Little did they know. They said that. Little did they Yeah. Yeah. Well, they said, look, you, you, you're sharing on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. You, if you're going to talk about the police, you need to decide whether you're going to use yours as the police or we start a fresh one and to only talk about the police on there. It gives them some sort of ownership, really, on what you're saying sort of thing, which is fair enough, I think. I think you're right. So, yeah. It does, doesn't it? But then again, the problem I found with that, because when I was doing it for the Air Force, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't want to be sanctioned by the Air Force. That makes sense. It's not authentic anymore, isn't it? So, no, you know, and I wouldn't recommend people do what I do because at the moment now they're making it more departmental. So the individuals, so if you're, if you're someone in a, in a street and you want to know what your PCSO is doing, 
Um, it's great you can follow the PCSO. Now they tend to, a lot of forces, say, well, the public are confused. They need to have more departmental ones and things. So, of course, nobody feeds the departmental one with the nice stuff because why should they? It's like if it's there and then and they're doing it, it's fine. But it, even if the response from tweets are positive, it still creates work for the corporate comms because the press ring the office. Oh, can you give us more on this? So you can see the, the dilemma they've got is do we want to hire more cops, not hire more people in the press office? So you can see um, the issue. But I say Twitter is like modern day um, beat Bobby. You need to have the beat Bobbies as mm. well. But let's face it, there's not many about right. because they're struggling to answer the 999 calls. But I can walk down the street and I can have a joke with someone. I can educate somebody about something that they've asked about or whatever. I can give advice on something else. Um, and and whilst doing that, people are going, oh, he's all right. Oh, cops aren't as bad as I yeah, thought cool. they were sort of thing. Cool. Um, and I can do that in one tweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I can do that in one day and I can reach 40,000 people. Whereas I'm walking down the street you can't beat that personal person thing. You know, I can say, Miss, oh, Mrs. Yeah. Smith, you, you remember you got your window open. You're just leaving. You left your window. Do you mean you leave your window open or something? You know, and then and then yelled over the thing. Or did you hear about so-and-so down the street doing this? You know, we think there's drugs in there or whatever, you know, they're, awesome. you know, growing cannabis or something, you know. So it's a sort of same thing. And then, you know, that's, so I can see the uses of it, but they're going to have to figure out how to deal with complaints. Well, and, and not deal with them in the same way as they would as if I went down the street and called someone. And, and I they, wanted to you ask know. you about that. Um, uh, you know, we're all following BLM and what's happening in America and burning of cities and yeah. Portland and all that kind of stuff. And you know, black communities. It seems. To be, I think in America, what we don't seem to understand is that um, there are black and white and Hispanic and Latino communities that are separated in a way that maybe in the UK there aren't. You know, we tend to be yeah. much more mixed. I know we have in Birmingham. You have a higher density of. Yeah, Pakistanis, whatever, and because people tend to oh, yeah, yeah. the communities, don't they? And understandably so. Um, one of the things that was interesting to me about the black communities in America, they've got this thing about and I don't know the same here. It might well be, but not grasping on on you know, does that make sense? Not grasping. On yeah, 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 I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah. Yeah. And then of course the problem is, well, how do you bloody cure these? How do you find the criminals then? How do you cure these things? If if it, what what is that about? I thought I would get a little bit of a backlash recently, but. Give it to them a very reasonable conversation. This is what I love. Let's talk about it. Mm. Let's just be honest. Mm. Let's put our cards on the table. Yeah, sure. Without being slammed down saying you're a racist. Yeah. Because there's people out there. I'm in an enviable position now. Yes, I am free. I haven't got a boss. Yeah. But I still don't want to sound like a dick, quite frankly. Of course you know? I'm. Um, I, 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 so I'm not going to rant and rave or whatever. And actually... I know I'm not going to say anything racist or homophobic because I genuinely believe I'm not. And you don't just Tourette's racist and homophobic things out if you're not. So what I found is people who have an agenda, let's face it, people within these communities, a small amount who have an agenda and they want to get their, you know, they want to get their name up there, whatever. And some, I believe, are some MPs. Yeah. Um, and... I just think it's just so easy to say racist. This was racist. I was stopped. Therefore, it's racist. We stop thousands of white people in cars, yeah. and yet you're not discussing the subject of why did you think it was racist. So let's figure out if it was racist. Were we, you know, were the police, um, you know, uh, 
you know, is there something they need to check? Because I'm sure there's a little bit. But I have a problem when in America, 90% of blacks are killed by black people. You know, so Black Lives Matter, we know, great, you need to deal with the issues in policing, but they're not nearly as bad as the process makes it sound. You know, I've been to America. I've been, uh, I've been with cops there and around there. Cops are cops are cops. And 50% of the cops in New York are, um, well, under 50% are white, you know? So they're not all white cops. You see the George Floyd thing, horrendous. But the things that I, I don't understand why there are plenty of amazing black people you need to hold up as an example. And I think career criminals, even though as tragic as it is, it's very, it's sad that they need to be held up as the prime example. And I think it's really important for policing. Yes, it's good that police communicate with the communities, but we need the communities to speak to the police as well. And I think there's, it's this culture of, you don't talk to the cops yeah. is so damaging yeah. and you and people have got to stop protecting their serious high-end criminals if we need to you know sort of improve things because at the moment it's like blame the authorities the authorities are there let's blame them blame them oh, blame easy. them you're not doing this yeah. isn't it easy to blame authorities. It's, it's, it's easy and i just can we just be honest can we just chat it's like, and you tell me your side, yeah. and I'll give you my side, and let's see if we come to sort of some middle ground. It's like calling someone a racist, isn't it? Very easy to do that. It's the same thing if you want to go protesting. It's very easy to carry a placard, but have you actually done the work? Have you done the reading? Have, I mean, people contact me, and they say, "Tim, I want to be a fast jet pilot. Can you tell me how much fast jet pilots earn?" Well, you can type it. In, you can type it into Google, and you literally <laughs> you get the page where the Royal Air Force tells you exactly how poor you're going to be the rest of your yeah. It's right there. And for me, for me, it's like um, I've got to do the work for you because you haven't done the work yourself. And I think that's with yeah. communities, isn't it? That are pleased. The communities do sometimes need to have to do that work themselves. Um, it, it can't be left alone to to law and order. I mean, it's, I think I think like everyone, it's like the police. We have to look at ourselves and check yeah. ourselves and say, okay. Hang on a minute. Have we gone? Have we gone down a line here that this isn't? Because we we can all show the screen. I'll know all the ones where the police have merrily messed right. it up. Okay, and you know it's look. It's it's going to happen with with so many people working the police, dealing with millions of jobs and driving millions of miles in a year. There's going to be some bad things happen, guys. You know, and I guess it's my my point is is if it happens, let's not just you ask the police to not stereotype people. Let's try not to stereotype the police as well. There's there's some good people in there. I would not have worked within the police service if I was looking around at people that I didn't want to be with, you know. And I and I've worked in London a lot, and I lived in London for a small time, but um, but I don't pretend to know. Maybe I looking at it from the outside, it's I can see it. Um, just seems common sense to me that we're not talking about. I, I, I had a, there was a student, a uh, white female student who I said, well, okay, I said, well, you know, talk to me. What's, what's the issues that you can see? It was about 10 seconds into the two minute rant that I realized I hadn't understood the first 10 seconds of words. She was just regurgitating this this rhetoric that she had learnt and was just shouting really? at me. 
and yeah, it was. It wasn't aggression. It was well, you don't understand because I just I, I said I can't understand a word you're saying. I'm sorry. Can you just slow down? Can we have a yeah. talk? Yeah, God forbid, have a conversation. That will never catch on. Yeah, it might, it might be some facts. Who's going to use? Who's going to? You might actually bring out some facts there, Harry. He's not going to like that because then you're going to smash through her feelings, like I said last night. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Oh. It, you know, and and I think I think we're we're coming through a little bit now because, and thank goodness, because it was going to be a very dangerous world with um, society being shaped on complete lies mm. and people being fearful to just speak their what they mean. And I know that people look at the police and go, for God's sake, why don't you say something? Because there are tripwires that have been set oh, yeah. out. Yeah. And, and if you step on one, um, the police, the, 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 the professional complaints, you know, IOPC, even some supervisors would say, well, um, if we take his side, it will make us look as though we're racist because it will just throw out. So you avoid the whole yeah. thing. You avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. And that is so then we don't do the talk, do we? We have yeah. the conversation then. We don't do the talking that we need to do. We don't do the work no. on ourselves. I run men's groups. I run a, a group called Spin Recovery for men basically go through a yeah, transition. No. But a lot of men that come to me are on the verge of, of, of killing themselves. All their marriage is falling apart. And I say to them when they start this course, it's for 12 weeks online, I say there's work to be done in here. It's, you know, you've, you've paid a couple of grand for this. There is work to do. I'm there to do the work yeah. with you. But men understand, yeah. I'm using men, men and women, but I'm using men yeah. and boys in that term, you know, because you can yeah, be a boy. Yeah. At the age of 55, you can be a boy. Um, but men know that work has to be done because nothing, you don't gain any value uh, unless you actually do the work. Things are valuable, take work. That makes a lot yeah. of sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's so true. I loved your comment. You came on and, and you said, for, oh, for God, guys, if you're feeling suicidal, just give me a call for Christ's sake yeah. before you do. Just so, because it's just so, you know, and and um, yeah, and I, I mean, I've been in many many position talking on a bridge or a multi-story car park to people, and sometimes you listen to their stories and you think, in your mind, you're thinking, Jesus, I, I and and this is the, you think, Jesus, if I'd gone through that, I'd be standing yeah, on yeah, that bloody right. thing, and all you can offer them is to say, and I I, I said it is that look at least. Things are moving slowly. At least we are able to talk yeah. about it. It's in mainstream, so it's no longer hidden. And so there is hope with that that things will improve. And I promise you that sometime in the future you'll look back and be glad you didn't jump. Mm. And you know, and only one of them did jump after I'd, I'd been there for three quarters of an hour with them. Yeah. And it, it, you know, but it is so frustrating because the statistics, as well as of course, with the children of people. Yeah committed suicide are more likely to as well it's just oh it's just frustrating and um yeah yeah talking's a good thing you shut your police clubs down for crying out loud i remember i used to be there with my dad um, uh, he was in the it was in the uh hampshire male voice choir metal the police male voice yeah, uh, the yeah in southern wales and so of course it all be you know big welshman knocking about singing as, as, as these men do but he'd leave his pint in the barn when i was young he'd stick my christmas he used to hate that you know what i mean yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, really, I, 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 somebody, um, a sergeant, when I was a PC, when they were shutting down the canteens, and he said, "You're not just shutting down the canteen; you're ripping out the heart of the Absolutely. station." Absolutely. Uh, the 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 pantomimes went at Christmas. The bars. I remember went. that. And yeah. 
And and yeah, and and that type of pantomime where they whip the hell out of the bosses. And um, and I said, what you can have now, you can have someone say, and again, I think we're really fortunate in in Devon and Cornwall, but you can have someone going to work on their own and self-briefing. Yeah. They then get sent out and somebody else might come and join, but they're they're doing other stuff, self-briefing as well. There's a shout. So they go to, you know, single crew, they go to a job and they go to a cop death. They go to a fatal road yeah. traffic collision. It's 20, 20 minutes while you're trying to save this guy before the ARVs and traffic are turned up because they're they're traveling from, you know, sort of 40 cool. miles away. Um, and they're all on. Um, and then, of course, they... What they forget is instead they come back to the station because they're late off, or their or the crewmate or the potential the guy other guy who's working is late off, and so they go home and they were going home on their own. Of course, they have they're dealing with a divorce, mm. they're dealing with a child who is kicking off at school, who is being bullied or is the bully. They have all those problems, and in a bar, you know, when there was more officers, where you were more likely to be double crewed, and and that you distress. And and I'm so worried for the future because I know with PTSD. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I was reading um, some stuff on it, and especially with the military type stuff. And they find that it can really come out 14 years mm. later. You know, it's when yeah. it, it can come out. So you, it's not. So I've dealt with children who've we recovered the child and had to climb in and drag her out of this um, camper van, and the father had horrendously being gone into the underneath of a, a lorry and his body was there and they were they were together yeah. and she and the first thing she said the first thing she said to to us was my daddy's dead isn't he and you think um so you, she will get all the help that she needs hopefully but you know that even though the message might come back yeah yeah she's doing all right she's doing all right and yeah. all that it could kick her in the guts when she's much older. That's the. So what are you doing about yourself? So it's got to be. Fun. What are you doing about yourself? Sorry, what are you doing about yourself here? Because you, because you've had a lifetime of this stuff, and I know how. My yeah. father, don't get me wrong, and I know what he did about it. Especially when the police club shut, he went across the road to the pub and he sat there and chatted to mm. local criminals and people, whoever he found. You know, that's exactly what he did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Poachers used to bring him yeah. the rabbits home. He was like, I don't want the rabbits, you know. but. Uh, so how do, you, <laughs> yeah. how do you manage? Yeah, I remember one morning opening the door, being a bundle of rabbits and, and chickens. I'm going, oh, so poachers literally just giving a police officer. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> you must have good days. Good days. But you must have that you talked this about because you can't keep this all inside. You wrote a book, didn't you? And I can't unfortunately get a picture of your book on this new screen I'm using because I don't know how to do it. Ah, yeah. Look, oh, oh, you mentioned that. That's it then. That's it. Share a screen. Well, you put there, you. There you go. And uh, there you go. Farms and fatals. But you know what I mean. I will get around to it at some point. How? Yeah, it's on now. But please don't, because I get so embarrassed when people say, "Oh, I haven't read it yet." And and please don't. Do you know what? It might be nice at a time. Or um, I find a lot of coppers who either they've just retired yeah. or they're just joining. They buy it and they find it quite useful. I get lovely comments back. And it goes into that sort of thing. Why I think I've probably managed to to get okay. through. I think a lot of it is because uh, I was sergeant of an armed response unit, which meant um, even though there was there's like f uh, five other units in Devon and Cornwall, because it's such a big area, uh, you work very closely with about six of you. And you lived and breathed everything together. And you you went to, and because in Devon and Cornwall, I was just as likely I would go to a violent domestic or uh, anything 
any job that response would go far less often but response are used up there's a bit of emergency still there's an lv of course they're going to use us all right so that's where we'd go so go to apathy everything i i found it's very different from military for a start because i have got five ten minutes warning about oh, it generally yeah, so I'm driving, I, I'm driving single crude. I know I'm going to be the first one to the scene. I know there's a badly injured person, there's possibly a fatality. I'm thinking in my mind, right, my with the ARVs, first aid kits, exactly where I know it's going to be. I've got an idea of what I'm going to do, first of all, and what I'm going to delegate. I know where I'm going to put the vehicle, hopefully, as I approach. And I know exactly then I've got that system and I've done it long enough. To me, if a person's dead, if you look at the eyes, the soul's yeah. gone. They are like a like a shirt. And someone very nastily, Tim, mentioned that we clashed. Can you imagine? Well, we we didn't I mention that before, did we? Now. That is absolutely <laughs> it. They don't deserve to be on FTP. <laughs> I, did, I did offer to Tim. I said, do you want me to change you your shirt? shirt that shows maybe. Are <laughs> you naked sitting there with some weird <laughs> Yeah, I was. Well, it was because I did a podcast earlier oh, um, with Chris Danger Dangerfield, yeah. and he he has a deer stalker hat, and he's got a goatee beard, and he and he's got braces over a top in his top. Oh, so I just I just joined him. I just did this. I started it because I thought he he's you know he's got a hard hard crowd to oh, please. Yeah. He's a lovely lovely guy. I really yeah I love the guy, and uh, yeah. So I thought well that would break the ice, but yeah I I I am. I think we 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 do talk about it, and when if I was with a group of people and, and they'd say, for example, they went to a hanging in the woods, all right, so they're looking for the woods for a teenager, and they come across his body. So then, so the next morning, because there's lots of work involved and there's lots of stuff, and then the next morning, on there, tea comes on, big teapot, and um, and I go and we're chatting, saying, oh, was, yeah, you know, how's it going? I said, oh, um, and I'll say, Chris, did you? Did you did, did you actually um, you know did you have to cut down the body or or did you see it and what what, what were the circumstances, mate? And he goes, oh yeah 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 no I I went round I think it was I think it was Dave didn't you come and then da, 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 da. and then you've got that conversation yeah. going and I think it's just so useful as opposed to right right well this is the we're going to diffuse everybody so first of all we're going to talk about the incident and then we're going to say how we oh, feel about no. it and then but, but going back the military is different because it's bang it's happened and it's your mate that's different oh, yeah. i think that's massively different but i think with your dad and like i've been seen with the collision investigators sometimes i'm not going too morbid but the car is so damaged the body or went recently with three bodies are twisted inside yeah. and you can't get them out without breaking the whole yeah. thing up so your dad would be keen to know was it he's, he's looking at <clears throat> Was it mechanical failure? Was it suicide? Uh -huh. Was it was it just bad driving? Was they distracted? Was it bad road conditions? Was it weather conditions? You know, were they dazzled by the yeah. sun on the rain on the wet roads, sort of thing? So he's going through these. So, or was it was it murder because somebody's cut the brake mm. pipes, or did the MOT garage fail to to screw the nuts up? So sometimes you have to leave the bodies in there whilst he is very close and very personal getting the evidence from these people and yeah it it is spooky and uh, there's a few that pop up to me now and then but um you know i i think it's sometimes it's a little lucky 
But then I think if you're someone who doesn't talk very much or you're in such a massive section, it's too impersonal and you're not able to you're not able to get it out your system so to speak you know and, and to to me i found that bodies and things you can only make them look so gory you know of course even hor- even horror films they struggle after a while so they stick music yeah. in you know and you don't get the music you don't so you think right you know if you you know break a body up even more and throw in some more red stuff yeah it looks as bad as the last lot what is what gets me is the is is very much the circumstances cool. around it, and it's seeing the the three teenagers in their just well in more stylish clothing than us, perhaps you know, but looking as though they could just open the door and walk out. Yeah, you know? especially when there isn't that damage to the body necessarily, and exactly, in, in more yeah. so, more so, it's that like you know the the, the six year old I mentioned was the same age as my my twins i've i've got at the time and as i walked up to the the shoulders of i was walking up from behind of the arv who'd got there first and they were doing uh cpr as i looked around i saw these little knobbly legs and the last time i'd seen those knobbly legs was my son that yeah, morning, cool. you know and you, and i looked around and i thought shit and my mind went it's it's you know and it's my son you know and i knew it wasn't my son but it looked exactly like my son and yeah and then it's at that point you gotta think i've got to I've got some sort of order here. Yeah. You need to take stock a little bit sometime, you know. Yeah, you, you, absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we debrief every flight we do in the military. And, uh, well, we brief and debrief, in fact. It takes a long time. And planning for a, a trip take up three hours. And, of course, you're with the same people. You can be leading a, a four-ship if you're a four-ship leader. So you've got another seven people there to – maybe a bounce aircraft. You've got, like, ten people at your briefing. Then when you yeah. come back, you debrief that, possibly for an hour or longer. Um I mean, it, I think the debriefing really helps in all those situations. And sometimes if you don't get that and you're saying, you know, single crude, self-briefing, we call it self-worth, the same thing. But um, yeah. you come back to the station and, and then you you literally get in your car and go home. You don't see anyone anymore. Yeah. Carry those problems. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the divorces happen because you say to your, you know, the wife says, how are you today? Well, let me tell you about my day. <laughs> hear it. We did the same thing though because I'd come back from like leading a, a night sortie or something, or I don't even know, or or a day, you know, um, a very complicated sorting, loads of work. Come back, go home, and she say, "Do you want to go to Tesco's?" And you're like, "No, I don't want to go to Tesco's. I've got no idea. <laughs> I want to crash out the sofa and not do anything for another, you know, for twenty four hours." But um, I think it is important though to get that stuff across. And uh, I think my sister would quite like. She's probably read your book already, to be honest with you. But um, she she talked about it quite a lot. Uh, the the stuff she sees, there's a lot of uh, Portsmouth goes. She's in Portsmouth. Yeah, it goes through. Um, it's a bit of an island, really. Portsmouth. It, you, you can't really expand it like you can Southampton. But as a technical constable, she sort of goes. They go through a spate of either, you know, crimes with kids like paedophilia and stuff, and then they go through a yeah. spate of murders, and then it goes through a spate of, um, uh, you know, just it just seems to go in clusters. And of course, yeah. At the moment, you know, I say to her, "What are you dealing with at the moment?" Oh, there's this guy, and he's just killed three people, and we've just found him, and it's. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a crazy world that she lives in. It's very detached, I think. I mean, so. she I, uh, complete admiration for her because just the administration around that for a start yeah. and the hours, the pressure, you, there's constantly more being piled in on top of. And and that is really, um, again, they have the section and things like that. Yeah. But just when you don't get that camaraderie, yeah. then with, you know, with that, we were lucky. But I'm, I'm very interested in this because um, I read Mandy Hickson's book as well, and I got the same sort of feeling 
there's so much training and so much pressure, even if they're not ticking the box to pass you fit to fly for the next, you know, four months or whatever, you don't want to look a twat in front of your friends. So you've got that personal pride that when I'm going, you know, dressed up to the nines with the guns and I've, and I've been given a briefing that there's a couple of baddies in there. And there's all these things you've got to follow. You can't just go in there and get the baddie because there's procedures sure. and, and things where you need to stop, look at it and think, right, are you getting sucked through? Right, inform the boss again. Can we go further? Right, okay, off we go further. And if you skip that, that's a big no-no because it means you're getting sucked in, yeah. you're getting red mist and whatever. And sometimes, and you've got to react in a second what's going in ahead of you. You're going through the door and there's a target there, but they're holding a baby. So you just need to deal with them as a, you've got stooges and things. Now that was, that's every five weeks, yeah. uh, well, every six weeks, but from the end of one. And it, it's just, it's lovely. I always said to, you've got to sit in the uncomfortable seat to have the fun bits. So for you to, to fly tornadoes, the GR4, didn't there you? Yeah, there, so, there it is. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and Hawks, it's great, but it'd be lovely. People would pay a lot on a stag do to do what I did, go through buildings with paintballs and oh, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But because you got the pressure, you can't really, how many times did you, I'd, I'd love to know, how, how many times did you actually get in a plane and say, right, go and have fun? <laughs> do you know, did you have that? Or was everything an exercise or a training thing? This is where my... Could you just, or is it, right, okay, unofficially go no more. Right. No, okay. it's not, I'm just saying, and, uh, <laughs> you know your brain goes, does not compute, what do you mean fun in aeroplanes? <laughs> <laughs> you don't ever you no one gives you a jet i remember i had a friend on f-18s in the states and he um one day they gave him a jet to himself and he's like because f-18 his f-18 was a single seat variant of the aircraft and they yeah. said yeah go and take the jet and go and do some exercise and he's like what am i gonna do by myself it's the most boring thing in the world it sounds yeah because um, yeah i suppose because once you've thrown it around the sky and you've done that for several years you're throwing it around the skies and yeah. With ARVs, I mean, I'd be driving literally every day. Yeah. I'd be topping 135, 140 mile an hour. Cross country, you know, not cross country, but down motorways, literally. And, and when safe to do it, and there are times, and through the countryside, and we'd rant along the countryside. And usually if we were in convoy going to a serious injury, and we knew that it was going to be a little while for other emergency services to get there, because we know where it is, um, we'd absolutely blat it. But We'd blat it because you know that the training is always, yes, you can go fast as long as it's yeah. safe. And media, I knew in a 30-year career, if I went to my 100%, one day I'd fall 101% over that, and the consequences would be massive. Yeah. So I always stayed 5%, 10%. And I always, someone was with me, and I was joining a motorway, and I was actually flying out of this motorway. There was HGV, car, car, car. And there was a space in front of the HGV. And it was sort of ending, and I just pulled everything, slowed it mm. up, went in behind the HGV, paused, out, gone, lane two again, lane yeah. three. And he said, oh, I was interested to see what you'd have gone then. I said, immediately your ego takes over is when it will bite you in the backside just one day. That's all You're not going to be perfect every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be perfect one day. Actually, but, Same but, with, with, with flying, isn't it? There's, the, I, I, I don't say pilot. Very kind of you to to compare the two. It, it isn't, but you know, I've got less controls to do with. <laughs> I've exactly the same job as you uh, for a very long time on the old, you know, the, the cars he brought home. Some of the classics, the Jaguars and the Granadas. You know, I, 
yeah. solid old, you know, big old cars. And he 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 bought the BMW into service, uh, and then they they stayed with BMWs, I believe, in Hampshire at the time. They were great. We had the five yeah, BMWs. Yeah, exactly. What they're still using it. They had a senator, a Vauxhall senator. So some old stuff. Yeah, but um, but no, he did say. I mean, that's exactly it. And there is a control element there. And my father was a, mm. was a restrained man, I think. And and in the same with flying, the moment I don't know any any when I say this, every pilot in the world agrees with me, but it's not necessarily true. If you see what I mean, we're talking about ego. Um, mm. So here's, here's me saying that pilots don't have an ego. Well, of course they do have an ego. Everyone has an ego. You have an ego. I have an ego. You know, yeah. what I mean is it's not in the way people think because as soon yeah. as, see, there's no pilot I wouldn't have flown with. Uh, I mean, there are some nationalities that I'd rather not, but in the, yeah. uh, in the Royal Air Force. training, I understand. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, I've been training a lot of pilots. They're, they're, uh, uh, yeah. But my wife flew yeah. back of the Hawk, this one, the T1, this is a T2. And, uh, yeah. um, one of my men. And uh, a complete trust, you know. They used to do that back in the day, yeah. by the way, if you do three years at Valley, they took the wives flying. But the these men don't have huge egos. They're, they, they, they're control. They, they like to be in control. That's a big thing with pilots, to be in control. Um, do you know what? I, I, the one thing I really admire about the services, especially – the RAF, and I had to think for a second there because you went from Cold Rose, I knew very well at Cold yeah, Rose, um, well. didn't yeah. you? But from the Navy to the That's RAF, and um, which is exactly what my dad did with Spitfires. Yeah, um, he and um, but yeah, he um, yeah. The, I've gone again, mate. I've done two podcasts. That's it. I'm dead. I need. To, I'm. Thank God, I've retired. You spread yourself too thinly because you went to see Chris earlier. <laughs> now you've yeah. used up. Yeah, it took all my energy. It took all my energy. Take it all. It took all of it. No, okay. The one thing I really admire, and and that the police are just getting hold of slowly now, is this blame culture with the police. Right. You've you've done something that has created something. Right. Right. You've um like you know. Yeah, yeah, you left your you left your gun on the toilet system or something, or you crashed the car with this, whatever. Right? Okay, we're gonna go through the professional stance. You're going to interview you, and if there's any offences, we'll deal with you. <clears throat> the RAF have a much better system where it is much easier to de declare mistakes do, yeah. because mistakes in the RAF lead to death a lot easier than with police. Um, you know, so your aircraft falls out of the sky. If you made an error because you were tired because of something else that had occurred or something like that, I don't know, or there was the levers were slightly different on the different thing, yeah. or whatever. And both, so it really comes to the forefront, doesn't it? And it's for, therefore discussed. And therefore, I presume people feel more able to admit they're not perfect. And therefore, their ego is, you know, uh, you're able to live with it a bit more. We're getting there slowly with the police, I think. They yeah, are. I do realize this. My sister says the same thing. We have a just culture in the uh in the services and we have something called um we use something called a flow chart analysis of investigative results which is it's called a fair chart by bain simmons and basically you you, you starts off in the top left hand corner or something um and it ends up in the bottom right hand corner and it says you know there's mistakes there's errors there's negligence there's sabotage and it will lead you down one of these things just by asking really simple questions and yeah. the thing is, yeah. if I was to, every time I flew, I, something, I would do something wrong, but it wasn't malicious. It was just a mistake. Yeah. Whenever you fly, you make mistakes. Uh, whenever you drive, I'm, I'm assuming you make a mistake or two, you know. Yeah. If I was to, this is why young, young students, we didn't launch on students for basic errors that the instructors would make as well. It's just basic errors. Yeah. Um, you're going to make them forever. And no, no pilot I knew ever did anything 
malicious with an airplane because the rest of the community would turn on them. You see, yeah, yeah. funny that's um, yeah. that rings a bell. Yeah, it's just, it just I know it, it's not very well known of, but if you had a bad cop in amongst the cops that I'd know, they would turn on them. Yeah. They wouldn't want them well, cool. because they're not trusting. They're going to reflect on them. Yeah, and they've invested too much into. To, to doing the job that they want to do and and they don't want anything to stain that. But yeah, I mean, always, uh, do you know, and it's a bit of a jokey thing, I must admit, because I've always been, a, uh, I would never have been able to fly because I, well, looking at you on the desert thing, chatting away and doing all your thinking and stuff like that and all that, I, I knew that it's just not me. It's not my thing. I can't do that. But um, yeah, I just, I, it's just, I knew that I found my thing because I, I I I wanted to get out there. There's nothing more satisfying for me, for example, than going to someone who's crashed their car and able their their whole world has yeah. finished. They're like, oh my god, you know, and they've got cars whacking by them. Wow, wow! It's at night. It's yeah. raining. Brendan. They're scared to death. They didn't know what well, we didn't know where to come out. Leave you know, and then and you turn up and and within five minutes. They're like, oh, thank really? God. You know, look, it's plastic, it's metal. No one's hurt. You know, well, we can't go on holiday next week. Yes, go on holiday next week. That's what you pay your premiums from. The insurance will sort it out. Do you know That's what right. I mean? And it was just able to, that was the, the most lovely. And yeah, it's, it is quite satisfying shoving it, uh, you know, the, the a gun up the nose of some horrible, despicable yeah. person who, who, who had enjoyed bullying, you know, some people with a gun earlier. And that's quite satisfying, in fairness. But um, the majority of it, I think, was the, just the ordinary humane, the humane stuff. That's the bit yeah, I, I love. Side. I, I would love to have, I would love to have, because I, I, I knew a lot of people in Coldrose, um, and so it was particularly with Merlin. I was fortunate enough to fly a Merlin helicopter to actually fly it and land it. I wasn't allowed to do that. I landed the helicopter. Helicopters are evil. We don't talk about helicopters on this channel. Well, I know. Oh, yeah, okay. Harry. Have a read of the title. A week later, it crashed, but it wasn't my one. My one didn't really? crash, but another one. Did. Really? You yeah. know, I know fatalities. People quite people listen to this. Me. You're going to get the blame for that now. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know the etiquette. I, you know, it's a bit like saying the Q word in the police. You know, oh. but I used to say quiet a lot. It's a bit quiet because I didn't want a quiet night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get extended shift and everything. Yeah, yeah, crikey. It's, um, it's interesting, actually. You talked about getting into the police force because I think a lot of police officers go into the police force because of the injustice in the world. And and I think you talked about you know the bullies out there and stuff and how you wanted to sort of go and do something about that. Is that quite common that a lot of officers go in for that? Okay, look, if I'm really honest, it was when I was 10 years old and I went to a police open day and I sat in a police panda car, Ford Escort, I think. Classic. And there were two little switches and one said blue lights blue light yeah one, one light yeah and one said horns wow. <laughs> not even yeah, silent yeah. and there was the radio the radio was there and i actually applied when i was 10 years old saying can i join the police please and i got a lovely letter back from the inspector saying we'd love to we're so glad you're interested and thank you for coming to open day and we'd love to see you in a, in about nine years time so just be as practical as you can and be as good as you you know and help me know that and 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 that's why I, when I get students or new recruits or something, I always, in my direct messages, always answer them and th things like that because it's just oh, yeah. just so, so important. And that's, but the other reason, I guess, 
is, and I say to my units, you know, when we're getting absolutely hammered by the press and sometimes the public because of the protests that didn't feel that they was being protested fairly, which I, I agree, quite frankly, I think it was poor decisions by some bosses onto how things okay. were were dealt with, without a doubt. Um, I think you should deal with the protest as a protest and with relevance to the amount of violence you're getting from that protest, not who is protesting, I think. It's a very dangerous place to go to. And I think it got a little bit political with some people. This is the knee, um, taking knees and things. Uh, yeah, the knee thing. I think there's some young cops about who got confused and didn't know what the knee actually meant. I I tend to research things, and I saw that it was all written down yeah. what it meant, yeah. and I knew the end. But I think that's you're getting a lot more in inexperience now as well, which is the problem with that. But yeah, no, I I the enjoyment. And I, so when we were getting all that flack, I said to my section, "Look, forget the outside world." Look after yourself. Make sure that your integrity, your honesty, and the way you are, you work as hard as you can every day to help the people that matter, mm-hmm. that 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 deserve our help. Look after everyone around you in your little bubble, and f everyone else. Quite frankly, because you're you won't be able to cope with everyone else right now. And it is just keep your head down. And that's what I say to I get to a lot of officers from London saying, oh, thank you so much. You know, your book was great. It helped me, you know, this, that, and the other. And thank you for saying the things you do because we, we, you know, it's lovely that people say it how it is and this sort of thing. Because they're really feeling that um, they're getting a battering. And sometimes I think it's not the, the actual frontline cops fault no, so much. No, it's the, I, I think the problem is when mixed messaging comes out of the authority in effect, you, you, it's yeah. mixed messaging. The taking the knee thing was, I knew as soon as they did that, it would ne- it never ends, unfortunately, with what yeah. we would call the, the the woke movement or the or yeah. liberal left, pathological left, what it, far left. It doesn't matter what it is. It's yeah, yeah. Once, we all, we all understand what it is. Yeah, we all understand what it. Of course we do. But once you do one thing, they want another, don't they? And then another. <clears throat> so in America, they're mm. restaurants and getting you to put your fist in the air. And if you don't, you know, if you if you do that, you got yeah. something else and then something else. And so it never ends. It never ends. That's very dangerous. Well, it's a very dangerous situation well, generally. This is why we, with how it how it is at the moment. Don't give an but I'll I'll tell you now, majority of cops think the same. Yeah, of course. Because cops cops are practical yeah. people and they know pretty much what's good and what's bad. They like evidence. So if the evidence doesn't actually well, why are they saying that when actually the truth yeah. is this? So why and if I challenge them on that in the nicest possible way, I get told that I'm this well you know I I I think personally that movement put us back at least a decade two decades I hope it can be recovered just just as quickly I think it will be because it's actually there was a talk um by a guy called Yuri something on on, I'll have to put in the notes he was a Russian dissident Mm. and uh he was ex-KGB and he came over to America and he gave a load of talks about subversion and what happens yeah. subversion and how a population has to wish itself to be subverted. So we, we allow in a lot of um, different materials, uh, books, magazines from all over the world. And yeah. some of these other countries, Japan apparently didn't. If you try to sell a television in Japan, you know, de- a couple of decades ago, they turn you away because they don't want your television. But yeah, yeah. so we have to, it takes, um, it takes generations apparently. So you can take 20 years or something for this to get in. And we're seeing this now from, if you think about it, the mid nineties, we're now seeing it in America and UK. I mean, I don't need two aircraft carriers, do we? If, if you know, we if we're fighting amongst ourselves, it, it, yeah. It's yeah. so 
I think we're starting to understand. And BLM itself, I remember them, they took down, I remember looking up BLM, went onto the webpage, it talked about uh, breaking up the nuclear family, it talked about um, uh, uh, defunding the police and all these kind of things. It, didn't, it, 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 it very, And the UK one didn't just stop at defunding the police. Oh. They said, get rid of it. Yeah. Plain as anything, in black and white, straight from the beginning. Yeah. Funny enough, but straight from the beginning. And I screenshot the pages and said to the people who were saying, oh, you're just being this. No, that's the issue I've got. I haven't got the issue with the color in the slightest. If anybody came and said, this is what we want to do, I would tell them to swivel and go away. I'm not interested. That's not my purpose. You, by all means, protest and get. You know, if you if if people know the truth and they outvote me, that's the voting system. Sure. You know, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not calling you something to shut you up, so you can't say what you want to yeah. say. You know, it's clever though. The the title "Black Lives Matter" they they called it that for per, for a reason, of course, because yeah. black lives do matter. You know, let's let's be honest. Of course, they do. Um, but over here, we don't have the racial intolerance that we seem to see across in the states. It just isn't something here that. That we have so guys like you and me and the crowd on FJP and everyone else will sit here and go, What is this about? I just don't, I don't understand. What is this about? Now, I did a video last night, in fact, about diversity and inclusion training in the Royal Air Force. Yeah. I'm against this because it's really dividing the service. A lot I of saw people, it. you saw that one, did you? Yeah, the email, yeah, yeah. So, um, what was it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it was uh, an email and I spoke to the pilot about it actually. He's a good, he's a good lad. Uh, but he got into trouble from that. I didn't realize he uh, actually did get some action taken against him for that. I was I was shocked. I didn't realize. Um, and the other guy, of course, or girl, I don't know who it is, was anonymous uh, because he actually asked me. He said, "Do you know who it is that complained about me?" And I I get a lot of stuff from the service, but I said genuinely, yeah. I don't. He said, "You get information fed to you. It's, it's quite yeah, nice. It, it means you know." Yeah, well, they do. More what it is but they want it, they, people people sometimes write to me and some things i've got to be careful about putting up because uh, yeah. it's not right you know same thing with you and the police force it's, it's not right you know the, the service is trying to do the best thing it can it's just about 50 years behind where it should be when it comes to how to do diversity and inclusion training i mean i do you know what yeah yeah i, I just think um it was just taken for granted that this was the way to teach diversity inclusion and it, it became a it became um i, I remember um uh, a gay man came in and to do some di um, diversity training into it with with our force once many years ago and the officers have said we just we just sat there and listened to basically the fact about how homophobic we were and all, and they said all we saw was a guy with a massive chip on his shoulder. Seriously, um, and and yeah, I mean, and of course it costs a bomb to put this through. I wouldn't mind if it was if it was balanced right, and I'm sure there's some really good stuff out there. But actually, society's got it wrong at the mm. moment. I think you know it, it's because because of the cards that are being thrown out for whatever subject you're talking about. Um, and it, it's it shuts down conversation straight away. If you've got a boss, if you need to make money on whatever, I'm in a very fortunate position at the moment where I still agree that if I, sh I don't feel strong enough on any extremes to get shouty course, about it. Of course, and I think I think generally the good will come yeah. through. Generally, I oh, think yeah. that there is a mass. 
majority there and we'll get a little bit sensible in the end but i don't know how many people will have to die in the meantime that's the silent majority thing. they call it don't they the, the silent yes the silent majority and they are there and whether you are brexit or not brexit not interested in in either side or whatever but that proved that what was the media yeah. and yeah. the front thing wasn't necessarily what was happening for real you're being told how to vote. And, was uh, telling people how to vote that was the problem and the British public don't like being told how to vote. And so, no, no. And, and well, my brother lives in France, right? And he he visited London, a friend, a very good friend of his in London. And he he said to, uh, and they were talking about this Brexit thing. We shouldn't go on this too long. There's nothing too controversial. It's to prove point, really. And it, it's it, and he said so. Why well, you know? Oh, Brexit was terrible because we lose all this thing and the other. And of course, Europe, we won't be able to easily go to holidays. And so, okay. So, what does the guy in a council estate in Liverpool? What what does he go on holiday every year to Europe and all that? And he says so. Okay. So if he does this, 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 you tell him why it's positive to stay. Yeah. You know. And he wasn't able to answer. And it, again, I think it's this communication with 21st century. We've got all this communication. <laughs> rubbish. You're rubbish at it. <laughs> I'll tell you what's funny. People like Katie Hopkins and stuff, as much as she's horrible yeah. things, she's gone to parlor now, hasn't she? She's got kicked off Twitter. As much as she says horrible things, I still love the fact that she has a voice. And I don't, I don't want to talk right. her. You know, I mean, you it's easy. Yeah. yeah. But um, hey, good, you. <laughs> the fact that we... The fact that we when we start silencing people, that's the end now. This whole council culture yeah. stuff, isn't it? Because I, yeah, like, yeah. Well, terms like BAME for me are inherently racist. And I hate using that term. Yeah, yeah, no, I know because it, it divides yeah. the whites from everybody else, and everyone else is different. Yeah. And then the whites are the same. And if you're not white, you're in a box. I mean, how racist is that? Yeah. It's yeah. awful. I know. It's, it doesn't matter whether you're Vietnamese or whatever. Yeah. You're, no, you're BAME. You're BAME. You are. Do you know, you know, what, what you said earlier is I've, I've said a number of times, and is the fact that. I am so glad there are um, outspoken people in the world, such as Katie Hopkins, and whether you, what you like about, and for some reason, you've got to like everything somebody says, not just say and dislike immensely something else they say. You're either all in for it or for all or nothing. But if you have these people, you know, and you've got, uh, you've got Trump and, and obviously, you know, all these... You've got the ones that stick out. I'm so glad they exist because if they didn't, then it would be even more. Oh, what, what? It'd be 1984, wouldn't it? It would just be this flat. Gray. Yeah, they would be. Nobody would be able to. At least if they, we're ticking along here, yeah. and then they go whack up there. Then maybe the ticking along, maybe up here. Conversations time, are now. You know? Yeah, that's. You know, I think so. I think thank God, but it doesn't mean. I have to agree with her about cockroaches. For yeah, I, I, you know? I know. And why, the thing about it is, though, I spoke to her once. She was an ex-army officer. Um, and I was, I was like, why, why do you do it? She goes, well, you, sometimes you have to be looked at. So you've got to – I mean, Piers Morgan makes a career out of it, doesn't he, crying out loud? You know, you've got to say controversial yeah. things. Uh, and I, I don't say controversial things because I want to stand out. I, I might say controversial things because I believe them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm not yeah. in Hopkins' shoes. That's her entire job is doing that. She had yeah. to. She just paid out a whole world of cash, didn't she? Some some journalists. I mean, so yeah. she's delicate. She is delicate at what she says, but she can go brutal and over the top. <clears throat> but then we know that conversation does drive to the, the far right and the far left, doesn't it? Of course it does. It will push people oh, yeah. out. Yeah, that's true. And we also know that there were some really just concerned people in Dover 
who are concerned. Yeah. Everyone shows it. And yeah. of course, it's the extreme right. And, you know, one of a few, I don't know how many there were, but there's a few, you're going to get the extremes or whatever way, wherever you are. And it's just important to just differentiate and say, well, I'm not there. I'm, I'm there because that seems fair and, you know, fair as, you know, and realistic and practical for everything. But, you know, I, I think to, like you say, the, the, I think the agreement we have is you don't shut down conversation. Well, we try not to shut down um, conversation, but of course, well, I mean, they do. Well, it has been done. It's been done for several years. We do shut it down, don't we? And that's the worst thing, isn't it? I mean, I, I you know, don't get me wrong. I, I have problems with hate speech laws. And the reason I know they protect people, I, f I fully get it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the problem I have with it is it, who's writing these hate speech laws and what group yeah. put in there next to protect? And then you're protecting it. I, I, yeah. Now we can't say. I, I, I agree. I think there's very, there's very few. And I, I think if people can actually come up with instances, yes, we know where they said, look, da, 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 gets arrested for this. And even Katie Hopkins herself has said, I got arrested. I got interviewed for this, you know, and, it, and I think these things come in phases where, and it shouldn't, it's wrong. But I think you've got um, bosses in the police, especially in the Met and things, who are under the microscope. Right, this is hate crime. Da, da, yeah. da, da. This person, they're thinking, right, we've got, to, with any crime, we can use discretion. Proportionality, discretion, you know, and somebody, eventually if it goes to court, is it in the, in, is it in the public yeah, yeah. interest? You know, so it doesn't mean just because you see a crime, you have to do something. But then, you know, I've been to families who are absolutely destroyed because... They they have mental health reasons. They they are vulnerable. I hate these catchwords, but they were. If you describe somebody who's vulnerable, they are vulnerable. And care in the community means ta-da, work. You know, oh, yeah. you deal with it yourself yeah. out there yeah. and care in the community. And they're getting abuse from the neighbours, and they're being told all this, that, and the other. And we we know a couple of sort of um, cases where the mother killed her daughter and then herself. I mean, just awful things. I think the really bad extreme examples are rare. And I think it's sort of leveled out now to, ah, at the end of the day, we only want the bad guys. You know, that's generally what we're looking yeah. for. But I think that the press and groups were saying, oh, this, 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 what have you, why haven't you done it? And then we've got a complaint system that says, why didn't you do that? We're investigating yeah. it. And therefore, now you're you're dealing with a complaint system that goes on for years and years. You know, which hopefully a little bit better now. But well, who knows? Yeah. So, I think it's human beings involved, and and that, that's the problem. I think I'm, I'm really keen for people to out there to to let us know. Do you think it's leveled out a bit with the hate crime, or is there still loads of ridiculous yeah, things that chat. make us rather? Worried? I think we've got some good people in the chat. I'm looking at some names now. Actually, There's some good people there. And thank you for using the super chat earlier. That was. Andrew, yeah. Andrew's joined us. Is that Andrew? Andrew put me on to you and he's just joined in the chat uh, there. So thank you, Andrew. You're an absolute star. I can't see that. I'll oh, Andrew, there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. That one there, yeah? Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Um, yeah, you're a nice guy, actually. Um, yeah, approached me and said, maybe, you know, we'll get together and have a chat. It's pretty good. I mean, I think the press take a huge amount of responsibility. What should we do? Just run this for another 15 minutes. And then, then we Okay. Yeah, is that right? Well, another 15 minutes. That's an hour and a half. That's, that's good quality content then, isn't it? And um, I think... <laughs> well, I don't know about that. It's an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just happen to be a bit, but, you know, really. Um, have, a, have a huge responsibility. And this is what I find odd, is whoever told them that they could 
talk to the world about what was going on. These are just journalists. There's no special qualification. They never signed anything saying, I'm going to be honest in what I report. Of course, it's got angles. And I remember like when those young girls in Rotherham were being um, groomed by uh, an Asian gang and it came out that it was a gang and they never said anything about ethnicity. And yet when you hear about those girls, it was the saddest thing. Yeah. Those girls yeah. had so little in their life, so little, that they would go back again to be abused with these men just because they were getting attention. Does that make sense? It's yeah, yeah, no, it, it absolutely sense. And that's exactly it. And, yeah. and it, it. It's a bit like gang crime because it's the, a lot of the time it's the only family they feel. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone everyone wants a smile on someone's face when they walk towards them and they go, oh, it's you. Yeah. Great to see yeah. you. But unfortunately, it's not for the right reasons, as we know. And the, yeah, the Rotherham one thing was an example on its own where the police horrendously got it wrong. But I remember the atmosphere there where you had to get it right when it involved race because the police and race was very much up there and absolutely no excuse. Yeah. But I see the reason, I can see how it happened. Mm. I totally yeah, see yeah, how it happened yeah. because, I'm not saying because it needed a very brave person on their own in the wilderness to say to 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 start it all off there was a lady, wasn't and it? I, I and i i think if they knew it was going on whatever i think it was oh i don't know i wasn't there it was just disgusting wasn't it and thank god it came through in the end but it's that though isn't it is it like you say it's a, it's a thin line because you you describe someone as male involved in a shooting uh black male so 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 and then the other argument was well there was a guy involved in a shooting and it, you didn't say he was a white male. Um, so it's that, but then it's, it's something that is, it's important to the, the, the story, horrendous story with Rotherham was the fact that have we got an issue here with a certain group of people um, with, uh, you know, how it's felt women should be treated or whatever like that, whatever yeah. it is, can we discuss it in the open? Yeah with um because we all know it's it's not it's not like a race thing it's the fact that there is through circumstances through social you know um, well being brought up or whatever in an area of really poor and whatever that they've they've got to this position so i don't think anyone well i'm sure there'll be some idiot who say you know the thing but it's, it's nice to be able to talk about it a little bit more it's something i wouldn't be able to talk about um not so long ago but oh, i think it's you've still got to be careful haven't you because someone you'll step on that well you will but you know what here's the thing i've thought about this as well what's the alternative the alternative is to say nothing at all so yeah and in the military when i was writing i'd I'd write essays i mean you know this because you're obviously you've got a huge twitter following but sometimes you'll send out a tweet and wake up in the morning and go <gasps> and, what <laughs> you know the feeling i know you do um and i'd write an essay and i'd put it on my website and i'd go to work the next day knowing that the boss is going to call me into the office because i've criticized the mm -hmm. airport somewhere some of the instructors would be looking at me funny and I end up being a very senior instructor anyway, but they, they say, well, I don't think this is right, Tim. And, and, but it would generate a conversation. And that's what we have to do is generate a conversation. And we can't generate the conversation without, without taking risks in what we say. Uh, that's how I believe it. Um, else we would be controversial. It's, it's true. There's people like me who've been doing the same job for a while and probably needed – actually, Twitter was a good mm. – gave me something else. Yeah. It gave me something else. I may have maybe left ARVs and done something else if I'd been in for another five, ten years. But I, I was in a good place, but it's like, oh, more training now. Okay, okay. You know, and I was – and so Twitter was really good. I, I knew 
it wasn't the next morning I would get a DM from a BBC Spotlight um, reporter asking me if I wished to yeah, comment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Help. Uh, you know, and <laughs> never going to happen. Brilliant. I mean, you're... No, no. But I, I, the, the problem is, problem I think with fear for the future in policing yeah. is because people used to say, one thing they used to say, I wouldn't bet my pension on that because the pension was pretty yeah. good. And it was a really good stabiliser to say, I won't bet my pension on that one. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to risk my pension on that. The, the less the wages come in and more, I think more and more people will join the police for five to 10 yeah. years and leave. So you're going to get less people who want to go there and think, right, I want to, you know, maybe I've got it wrong here, but they're there to get out of the police, um, to forward them to the next move or whatever and do that. They're not there for longevity to think, right, let's, what else can I do in the community to help the, the police and the public join to so that there's less sort of gray areas between. And, um, and that's why I did Twitter is, is to take the mystique away from it. Yeah. I found there's a lot of people who just want to come to work now. There's no bars, there's no canteens. I'm going to come to work. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to work my backs off and then I'm going to off yeah. home. And sod the world, because all I get when I watch the TV is how rubbish we are, how racist we are, how this and the other. The bosses are telling us to work harder. The, per, the, the, the MPs are saying, yeah, we've got to work more for less money and all this sort of thing. And you can sort of see why it's turned out like that. I'm slightly scared for the future. And of course, the police services are always getting younger and younger. Well, the United States Air Force had a general, a four-star, and he said... Um, uh, maybe taken a bit out of context because he's a lovely guy, apparently. But he said um, to the fighter community, he said, "If you leave, someone will replace you," and they did. Yeah. They left because just showed how yeah. you know. And now he had a yeah. crisis. And I remember there was a a U.S. Marine Corps general. I can't remember who it was now, or it might do actually. I think he was the one before the one that's now. And he said, yeah. "We will do less with more." So yes, we'll, we'll do more. That was Theresa May. That was Theresa May. Yeah, and yeah. Theresa May said that, of course, in the conference, in the Federation conference. And uh, I remember the, I could see the frustration in the cops because we knew we were struggling now. Yeah, my sister said that, yeah. We were struggling now. And crime, CRD, they've had it bad. What was the well. idea about it? I mean, because... With they're... her cutting force numbers like that, was there something supposed to... Well, no, she was saying, and I did, I did VIP, I actually... So I actually looked after her for once, one on occasion. Yeah. She she actually said it wasn't to me personally, but I overheard. She said, "Oh, why are they getting rid of the front line? They need to get rid of the back office." But the trouble is, once you've sold your family silver, I know in my force they really resisted trying to sell the police yeah, stations. Of Some of them in quite nice place, yeah. and you know, um, they get a bit of money for it and all that. So then they more centralized, regionalized, regionalized, centralized, centralized, whatever. And then it was like, well, we need to we'll get, we'll close that because we closed those and all that sort of thing. And they did everything they could before having to stop recruiting officers because they knew that was the thing. Um, we got rid of a few thousand. And boy, did we know. Did we know? We had, no, no, no. I would say, um, I would hear, yeah, we've got um, five outstanding, you know. I'll tell you now, this will be, <laughs> I can say this. I don't know what it's like now. But about a year, two years ago, I'd be getting told as an armed response officer going to a, a serious injury or or whatever, and I'd be told there is a um, ambulance have told us there's a thirty, there's a, a waiting list of thirty nine 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 calls that they can't attend at the moment. It's serious, and the, 
And yeah, seriously. And the police were very similar. Christ. Not quite as bad. Yeah. Now, it's it's not quite as bad now because they've given the odd, 7% of what they took away, I think it was, they, they gave us 100 million or something. It was a lot of money, but it's 7% of what they took away. But these things are, and, and I think people have, but yeah, I, I mean, that, that if people knew, I was I was with an elderly lady with a um, seatbelt injury to her chest in her, in her early 80s. And how many times did I then have to take her into my police car at risk to major criticism? Because I was told, no, there's no, no ambulance coming for you at the moment. And we don't know when the next one will be. And I'd already waited an hour and a half. Did you drive yourself? How many times was the job? You drove yourself. Uh, sorry? You drove yourself. Yeah. I, I, um, three, three overdoses, drug, drug addicts in the back of my really? car because there's no ambulances. And the ambulances were working their yeah. backside off. Yeah. Absolutely working. We'd see them at casualty um, working their backsides off. And, and of course, because because all the money was taken away from frontline services, I I instituted mental health services. What would I do? I'd shut. I I'd open nine to five. Of course I would, because I got my staff. I got my stuff yeah. there. The police will look after the rest. The paramedics will look after the others. It's not my problem. Well, in all fairness, and I'll, I'll... The, the, the defunding of the police as a BLM movement in America was to have these extra services so that police officers. This is the American side, so police officers didn't have to deal with all the mental health and everything else they were dealing with. Um, but of course, you know, defund the police and everything, that messaging isn't isn't clarified. So I, I can see what they were looking at doing within the but what you could say. Yeah, not in the UK. It, but it but yeah, but it, in a in a way that's exactly it's the safeguarding is pretty much like that. You you stop stop the vicious circle and how can we do it? And you get all the agencies yeah. together and they say, Well, we can get them a house yeah. here, you know, it's sort of because they're being they, you know, hate crime from one side of the uh, the estate, and they're vulnerable, you know, disabled people, and they're getting like, look, we can stop them. We'll move them to another place that, you know, and um, and and you know, they get their, their uh, a bit of psychiatric help yeah. and whatever, and you get rid of that vicious circle. Sort that's, of thing. that's exactly it. Trying to break yeah. out of that, to be honest. Yeah, it, it it is. But the trouble with that theory, first of all, it's happening now. We we are so much. How do we stop? All my forms are fill in. Is is the least of it is how do we arrest you? How do we you know deal with the crime? Everything else comes to front. Have we tried this? Have we tried that? Social service, right? How many times social service? What happens really? then? When is your next one with social services? That goes in every single time, hundred percent of the time, goes into the system. Very quick system that then gets looked at by the safeguarding okay. team. So they go right. This is five times now. We've got a problem here. We need to deal with this. All right, so that's happening now. Secondly, you can talk as nice as you like to an angry person who's just angry and you can't guarantee they won't commit crime. And you can talk as nice as you like to someone who's a paranoid schizophrenic, whose mental illness means they are completely, um, you know, uh, you, you don't know what they, they're the ones still going to end up on top of the bridge. Who are you going to send yeah. to that? Who are you going to send to the, the violent domestic? We're not being funny. You could take them to as many counselling sessions as you like. It's going to do so much good. But most of this is out. Of... So who are you going to send to the... So what, more more social workers? Okay, so you replace police with social workers. See how workers. that works out. Um, and you're going to give them a police car as well? But the trouble with that social worker, they can't deal with a road traffic collision on the no. road because they only deal with social working. So the good thing about police, we're jack of all trades. We go to a murder. I then will go to a road traffic collision. You know, I'll go, I'll go to someone squabbling the street. I'll I'll, I'll go to someone who's, who's unconscious in the yeah, street. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
you get so our time is pretty much full in between the gaps you know there's, there's something to be said though because when i was in the military you know the, the work you know it's a 12-hour day uh, you, you well sometimes 14 hours but the boss would would try and get you off the squadron because if, you, if you're longer than 14 hours and you, you can't fly the next day and he doesn't want that does he so um yeah they want to maximize what they've got and of course we were running on this squadron here the t2 we I managed to get the squadron shut down about 2014 because all my instructors were being used to train the students and my instructors were supposed to train other instructors. You see what I mean? Because an instructor right, yeah. nine months, yeah, it takes nine months to train an instructor who's just come back off the GR4 or the Typhoon, yeah. whatever it is. So eventually I got some psychologists up there, they did a report on the squadron and they shut us down. And that was the that was the right thing to do. But it's a difficult one, really. I think there's something I felt I felt, you know, when you're working at that level and you're working that hard. There's something about that. There's a very there's a camaraderie, isn't there? There's there's a team ethic. You know, police officers. What is it? We it, we kind of excel in adversity. In effect, mm. it's exactly what yeah. war is for, for young yeah. men. It's like it's soldiering on. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it soldiering yeah. on. So, in a way, we we like we like those kind of challenges. But you know, I know for my sister how many police officers are leaving now, or not. You know, not joining or, or not staying, and all this kind of stuff. So something has to be done, really, doesn't it? Else. Well, it always yeah, I mean, look, you know, all I say to people listening here, it doesn't matter what everyone else is like, say you're the best at your job, at what you do, and then occasionally someone walks into your office and gives you a slap around the face and a black eye, and nothing happens about it. And then someone else comes into your office and says, you're just corrupt, you're this, that, and you're, you're just this, that, and the other, and they're, they're literally an inch in your face. And then, and then in your office, they'll say, "By, oh, I know you thought you were going home at five o'clock, but you're you're working till ten o'clock now because you've just arrested someone, and yeah. that file is and interview is going to take that long." So, and, but that's fine, that's fine. But whilst that's happening, you then go home and you listen to the television saying how crap you are at your job. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can see why people get slightly disillusioned. Yeah, exactly. You would have thought, wouldn't you? I wonder. Though, you see some of these people. Uh, you see some people like screaming in the faces of, of of officers, and you think they're probably mentally ill. I mean, literally, this that's not normal behaviour, is it? Unless they they've spun themselves up because you can do that in groups, can't you? The madness of of crowd. Yeah. Like that book, yeah. Um, I, I think you mentioned him. Douglas Murray. Douglas Murray, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm halfway through it. I'm halfway through it, actually. Some sense, yeah. I've, got, I've got to confess, I listened to him on YouTube. What a sensible balance. Yes, that's exactly. Thank God there's people like this. And then I, I bought the book, and the first chapter, um, I had to Google a lot of the words. Oh, right, okay. And then after, then after the first chapter, wow, I was right. Right. That's great. Yeah. Get a bit of an education first, so you're not on this level. Yeah, you're probably right. You're an RAF pilot, um, but, you are, but I, you're probably right. I, I had to Google a few words and read a f sentences a few times and then had to give up on a couple of sentences. Yeah. But then, you know, it was then it was free, free flight. Yeah, it's a massive best sound. Well, Christopher it? Hitchens and yeah. people like that, I used, to, um, I used to think, I listened to Christopher Hitchens and understand about 20% of what he said. And I go, I think that still makes me more intelligent. If I could just take in 20 <laughs> If I could just take in 20 I've fallen out with him. Fallen out with him a couple of times on Twitter because of his um, collision investigation stuff. You know, he's a, he's another way. He's a little bit more like us. I don't, I don't dislike these people too. I don't I quite like Clarkson yeah. because he's another person who just says it as it is. We'd need people like that. But yeah, no, he, he thought it was like, no, you know, just sweep it all up, chuck it in the back of the van and just get people moving again, you know, which, you know, that's what you think. But. He says it for effect. He has to say it for effect. He knows he doesn't. If you were sat next to him, he'd be like, no, no, I understand completely. You know, But he's a, he's like Kate Hopkins. It's his life. His, his life is this. He's 
got yeah. to be on the front page of a newspaper for saying something so outrageous. I mean, Clarkson is Clarkson, isn't he? That's why we love him because he's actually a fourteen-year-old schoolboy yeah. trapped in a men's body. Yeah. We we know that. You know, <laughs> I think they said that yeah. on um, I think they said that on uh, what do they say about? Uh, oh yeah, the, the producer of Top Gear said, "Yeah, I write it for fourteen-year-old schoolboys." That's the level they aim at. I mean, the rest of us yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. I mean, I was just reading some of the comments there, Tim, and it's, you know, paramedics there who say, "Yeah, it rings true on this." And I mean, I think frontline services have been silent majority for a long time, you know, um, because they have been scared. It's one mistake and you're out. And that's, that's the problem. So I yeah, think you know. so that, that's why I, I've got an opportunity. I, I suppose I've been doing it like you. I've been doing it enough to sort of know what I'm doing, what I'm saying. And that's quite useful really so it's quite nice to that, bang it that's down why there. you're valuable to, to these communities you see because people can literally reach out to you i mean yeah you know it's asked literally ask you a question and and you're you're not biased anyway i mean you're you're, you're going to give an honest answer because you've seen it for what, 30 years yeah you know yeah 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 well that's a good thing. yeah and i know we, you know and generally i know we're good people and sometimes you have to remind yourself that. and sometimes i have to remind cops that yeah you're actually a yeah. Person. A good person, yeah. just, just you know, and that's when I say, okay, get in the bunker for a bit, you know, and and just look after yourself and your colleagues, and forget the rest for now. Let the rest sort themselves out eventually. You absolutely, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So I always say, people always ask me where we can be found. Where can you be found? Twitter. All right. Well, you, what, I me? Yeah, I can't put up your Twitter thing, can I? But. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. Oh, sorry, Twitter, yes. If someone wants to find you, so... <laughs> I should be much better at Where's this. your book? I should be better at this. Okay. You, Remember, you kids, buy that. Um, no, Twitter, so I'm, I'm um, X, as in, uh, basically, I'm X-A-R-V sergeant. So E-X, lower score, A-R-V, lower score, S-G-T. Yeah, I'm looking at and now. if you look up Harry Tangy again, Harry Tangy, I've got a weird surname, T-A-N-G-Y-E. Um, that will find it on Google as well, but no... And you had to change sure. that, didn't you, apparently? Why did you change it? Because you left the force. Yeah, well, I left the force. And it used to be DC, A-R-V-S-G-T, it's a catchy title. But it, I didn't think it was going to get so big sort of yeah. thing. So the DC was Devon and Cornwall, A-R-V-S-G-T. And I also thought, well, I don't want to have things associated with what I'm saying to immediately link back to the force. So I had to get rid of that. And I knew, but when I pressed think, I knew it got rid of my blue tick as well. So uh, that comes back, doesn't it? Um, they've stopped. Well, they have very few they give back, but at the moment they're reassessing how they do yeah, it. All. So, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's useful to have. It does open. It means whilst I was in the job, I was able to speak to MPs you know, and things like that, which is really useful yeah, to yeah. do. So you can get straight and straight to the the, the front of it, really, which is, I, I said, the thing with Twitter allowed me to have a little influence on those who have a lot. So that is... That, is, that is very true. But of course, you know, what you say is important as well. And if people see that you've got all these followers and that you're just talking sense, which you do, you're going to be listened to anyway. Uh, sometimes. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know you're not talking sense anymore. You know, I'm sure you're always you know, you're not talking sense. Now. Like, oh, Harry, right. when, it gets, when it gets too heavy, I just took a picture of my dog on there, and that's yeah, exactly. it. That's, that's fine. Dog time. Everything's good again. Well, look, really great to have you on here. Um, obviously, on Amazon, is it? I guess. Yeah, books on Amazon. Um, it's only on Amazon, I'm afraid. Yeah, okay. So, but uh, you can get it there. Yeah. Um, absolutely, fan absolutely fantastic. And I will get you one to, to. I will get you to sign one for my younger sister. I think she quite liked that. So I'll. Uh, Oh, yeah, okay. I'll talk to you later. 
like that. But look, what I'm going to say now is thank you to all the people that have come into the chat. About 90 people watch this live, which is pretty amazing, isn't it? I do believe, you know more about this than me, Harry. It's the first time I've been using this software. That When I hang up this thing or end the broadcast, it stays yeah. on YouTube video, does it? It stays up there? Depends. Uh, yes, it depends what you link. If you've linked it at the beginning, I'll explain this afterwards if you like, but when you say... Um, log off so to speak i forget what it means what it says you'll you'll do that once and then it will give you another go it will say are you really sure right. you'll log off and then we'll stay here and we can have a chat then if you like um, but we'll be off so if i end now it's very nice yeah so you'll have two choices if you've linked it to your youtube channel I already have. and you can link it to three yes. then it will automatically should automatically go there if it's verified which it will be it should automatically okay. go there you do have another option um where you can then go for past streams that you've done and download the audio version and you can download the okay. mp4 put this one as a podcast. so you, you've got it safe yeah. you don't need to say well, that's it great See, fjp is not just about intelligent conversation or <laughs> videos it's also about how to set up live streams so what <laughs> absolute knowledge people are getting from us today is amazing right well thank you for being in the chat guys um and thanks so much harry i'll hang up now we'll do a quick two minutes okay yeah lovely okay, okay. mate